Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Story Box, where I, your host, Jay Phantom has the utmost privilege and honor to unbox the amazing stories of some incredible people from all walks of life and experiences. I'm delighted and grateful that you're here today. Now let's dive into the story box and hear more about our guest today. Welcome back, everyone, to the Story Box. Today, my friends, is going to be a cold one. I'm just kidding. It's not going to be cold, cold, but it will be awesome, awesome, because I have Leah Scott on the Story Box today. Now, if you don't know who Leah is, she is an accredited Snowy Mountains Guide, certified Level 2 Wim Hof Method Instructor, Breathwork Specialist, Extreme Cold Tolerance Practitioner, and a mother of two, just to top it off. Like all that in one is what Leah does and she's really, really talented and good at it. She does all these retreats and up in the snowy mountains and, and, and teaches people how to control their breath and embrace the cold weather, which is honestly insane when you really think about it, but it works. And many people I know of actually do the Wim Hof Method. I myself have cold showers sometimes. It sucks, but it really, really works. And we dive into, on this episode, Leah's story, how she got started doing the Wim Hof Method and having conquered her own battle of anxiety, stress, depression, and sleeping problems, her mission is now to help people improve their health and well-being by reconnecting them to nature and helping them to rediscover the inner wild thing. Her philosophy on cold exposure training is that it's the best it's best experienced in nature, snowy treks or swimming in icy rivers and lakes. Now some of you are already getting cold just thinking about this, I know. I am <laughs> right now. Uh, but it, it offers such a unique opportunity to step outside of your own comfort zone and learn so much more about yourself. Now Leah has been doing it for quite some time now. She's Uh, highly qualified. She knows exactly what she's doing and her story is incredible, very inspiring. And I know you guys are going to get a lot out of it. So with that being said, my friends, here's what I need you guys to please do. We, if you want to see this interview in the flesh, you can now by going on YouTube, typing in the story box and finding us there, subscribing on YouTube and watching the full interview there. It is much better than listening. Uh, That's if you do like watching things. But um, yeah, you can watch it over there and you can also 
Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts too for updates. You can follow us on Instagram, the Storybox Podcast, and Leah Scott as well. And you can see more about her work on her website. Uh, it's called leahscott.net. I'll make sure that's all in the show notes below. So, my friends, if you can also please, if you get something out of this and enjoy this episode, please do leave a five-star rating and review. It helps go a long way in uh, projecting stories like Leah's to the world so they can be inspired themselves and go about and doing amazing things and changing the world. So remember, you can spend 30 seconds doing that and you can go and change so many people's lives. You have the power to do that just by using 30 seconds of your time. So with that being said, my friends, let's dive into the story box and hear Leah Scott's story. Thank you so much for having me, Jay. I appreciate it. It is my pleasure. And I guess before we dive into your backstory and, and why you do what you do, I have one question that I love asking people to start off with, and that is, what does success look like to you? Wow. Success for me is is really enjoying uh, my day-to-day life and feeling fulfilled uh, and pleasant, Mm. really. Um, And I gain a lot of uh, fulfillment and pleasantness through passing on my way of life. So uh, each day really is extremely successful for me. Uh, It is not work whatsoever. Um, I am extremely blessed uh, for all of this to have come along and to see the smiles on other people's faces uh, is um, it's very humbling mm. and I'm very grateful. Where did this success come from for you? Was it more of a gradual thing over time that you sort of realized, okay, this is what success is for me or was there a catalyst moment somewhere in your life? Yeah, yeah, look, I would have to say there was a moment um, and that was I separated from my husband uh, about six years ago and I had a extreme anxiety, you know, stress, depression, panic attacks and I was getting to the point where I was avoiding leaving the house and uh I started to see my own wounds at the time affecting my boys. So I'm a single mum. My entire life changed overnight. And um, at that stage, I just wanted pleasantness. You know, I think a lot of what I thought was uh, success, right, which was the big house, uh, lots of friends, um, the great job, you know, the excess, the materialistic items. Um, I, at that point in my life, I realized, you know, that this, uh, this pot of gold that we're after in life, um, that I perceived was this success actually, um, did not fulfill me Mm. no longer. You know, so I, I feel like I, I had a, a checkbox of this that I would tick off that society um, 
that I was sort of conditioned in a way, you know, uh, you will feel good, you will be successful um, if you do all these things. But at the end of it, mm. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't fulfilment. Mm. Um, and all I wanted was that pleasantness inside and I let go of everything that I thought I knew at that point and went on a journey and went out to seek um, simply um, and I wouldn't even say it was happiness. It was just to um, have that peacefulness um, and I'm surprised that when I found what uh, created this um, this joy, joyfulness and whatnot within me, um, that I could actually pass it on to other people um, and see their smiles and the transformation in them, and I suppose in a way that's is what has made me feel successful mm. is being in service mm. to other people. I love that. What does real peace actually look like for a person? Good question. Uh, It is, for me, understanding how my internal state works, Mm. Um, having a connection that I feel like I do have um, within my body, and being able to, to, to control that. Uh, and I would have to say that uh, living this way of life of breath work and getting into frozen rivers every day, that has been uh, a huge gift in creating a very pleasant state within um, and a peaceful and still mind. Mm. And to me, it... it it then it radiates outwards um, and my life and the people I have around me, it's, it's um, far more peaceful mm. these days. Speaking about this journey that you went on, how long did it take you to actually find that inner peace? Mm. Um. So I would say the first time I gave Wim's breathwork a go, uh, I listened to him on the Joe Rogan podcast. (laughs) So, yeah, this was going back um, nearly five years now, four and a half years ago. And at this stage, remember, I was very anxious Mm. Um, my mind was racing many rabbit holes and not sleeping at night. And I was at the point where I was going to give anything a go Mm. and doing his breath work, 20 minutes, um, his guided breathing off his website. I come out feeling calm, peaceful, and it was serenity. It was very euphoric. So I saw lights and colors and, Uh, I remember that day like it was yesterday because I felt like uh, I had, I'd been searching for this type of pleasantness um, through exercise and good nutrition my entire life. Mm. Um, And 
I'd found it by focusing and um, getting to know, you know, my breath. Wow. So for those people that don't actually know the Wim Hof method and what it actually is, are you able to explain a little bit about it? And mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm curious to know a little bit about, you're more than welcome to avoid this question, but why were you anxious after everything sort of transpired? And why didn't why didn't that sort of why did that lead to um, the stresses and the depression and everything like that? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll start off with the Wim Hof method. Mm. So it uh, entails three pillars. We have the breath work, the gradual cold exposure, and the commitment right, which is, uh, and mindset and focus, right? I mean, to truly get to to know the benefits of any way of life, one must commit. Yep. Um, and, uh, I mean, let's talk about quickly about the cold, right? The gradual cold exposure is starting off with a cold shower. Yep. And I always, I always encourage people to have their warm shower first and then just turn it cold for 15 seconds and slowly get yourself in um, and work your way up to a couple of minutes. I mean, that's where I started. To to answer the question regarding um, why was I so anxious, Mm. um, stressed and depressed at that time, I lost literally overnight 90% 90% of people out of my life. Wow. Um, I had been with my husband um, for 16 years and the life I knew, so in a way the identity that I'd formed myself mm-hmm. no longer existed. So like that, I had one life and then I was, I felt very alone, uh, which then I suppose brought in the feelings of uh, what's going to, where is, where does my future lie? Who am I? You know, I, I really had no idea. Today, I don't fully, I'm always on the journey of discovering myself, but I accept that and I love that. Mm. Um, back then there was, uh, there, I had little confidence. I was very depressed about my past. Mm. Um, and I tell people it was, it's the greatest year of my life. You know, the worst things that ever happened to me have actually been the best, the best things because it, uh, it enabled me to seek out and discover myself. You know, what do I like? What do I love? What are we, you know, what are we here for? Funny how that actually happened. And last year I, I was dating someone for about six, seven months and I had actually formed this. It doesn't really compare to the amount of time that you were married for, but I understand the relationship aspect of your identity basically being ruined overnight and you sort of feel like you're lost in many ways because I had created this 
identity for us, not for me, but for us. And that was the biggest problem because I didn't know what I was going to do if the relationship had pretty much was broken and ended. And when she ended it, I was almost like, why are you ending this? There's no real explanation. And I didn't accept this was her choice. This was what she wanted. I didn't accept that there were so many problems about me that I needed to fix. And that looking back now, it was probably the best decision that she had ever made to leave and for me to go on this journey of self-discovery of finding out, okay, well, who is the real Jay? What does he want to do? And at the same time, I was in a brand new career of real estate, had no idea what I was doing. I was nervous. I was scared. I was flat. um, And I couldn't show anybody my pain because you can't show buyers that. You can't. You just got to be this. You got to show up every single day. You've got to do the job. Otherwise, people can see right through you. So I would put on this facade. And it wasn't until later in that year, that same year that I had went on this journey, I kept asking myself day in and day out, who am I? What do I really want? And then I figured it out just when someone asked me this one question, he's like, so Jared, Jared's my real name. Why do you want to work here? And I said to him, I want to help people. And I didn't realize what that actually meant at the time. All I knew was I want to help people. I didn't see the bigger picture. But I knew that if I had taken that job, my life would be completely different. So I stepped out in faith and took the plunge, pun intended, into the cold water. It hurt. But when I, when I did focus on just breathing through it all, I realized that it's okay. It's all mm. going to work out exactly, not exactly how I planned it to, but exactly how I needed it to be. Mm. Yes. And, you know, fear, I mean, we can go into fear, right? You know, why do we fear taking that step um, initially? Mm. It's, um, yeah, it keeps us so... uh, I don't know, in, in a way, like it's a, it's a delusion, you know. Um, we, we seem to be very afraid of what people will think of us and, um, yeah, what will become of us and whatnot. But taking that initial step, uh, and it's, it's a lot like the ice water, right? The first time is the hardest for everybody because of the mind, because our mind is just on the go all the time. Um, But then each time we do it, it becomes that little bit easier. Mm. And I find myself that um, if I know that I fear something these days, then I must go into it. You know, I must keep doing it to conquer it because that fear and these uh, challenges and the adversity in our life is where the growth happens. Mm. And that's where, you know, we evolve. You know, we we really step up, Mm. um, yeah, into a a new state of being, really. 
if if you're not nervous, something definitely wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and those and those challenges are just so important because they teach us about ourselves. And um, you know, if I, I even if I could tell my young self, you know, is if you just be you, mm. just be you, you know, be authentic, then the right people will come. You know, they that they really do. Um, and I just think that in a way, you know, if we can be authentic and vulnerable and we all come from our misfortunes in a way, we all go through hard times and mm. it is life, you know, and, and to perhaps embrace it um, more and understand it more and accept that, that life, life is suffering, um, but we can become great from that. You know, we don't have to fear it and be stuck in our box, in our one box, you know, that we've been conditioned to think and society wants us to be in. It's so true. You know, like growing up, I was conditioned as well to be in that box, to think a certain way, to believe a certain way. And the moment you would try to go outside of that box, you'd be literally lashed back into it and forced to do things. And you'd almost be made to feel like you are in trouble if you walked outside of that box. And I think that's wrong on so many levels. It, it creates more anxiety, creates more hardship for an individual. But in also saying that, it creates more questions for that person to go and, and seek and it created within me a curious mind. Well, why is this the case? Why am I being placed in this box? Why there has to be something else. There has to be more to life than the way I'm living. You know, like I, I knew that if I was to step out outside of that box, all hell would break loose. But when I did, it wasn't like I thought in my mind it would be something completely different. And I think there was this fear attached to it. And that, that's why a lot of young people get stuck and they're not afraid to break outside of the box is the fear of what everyone else is thinking of them. The fear of disappointment, the fear of, of loss, you know, mm. the fear of something new. So challenging that, uh, that line of thought was something that I wanted to do, you know, cause yeah. I experienced so much loss in my life beforehand. So I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. I, I can step out in faith knowing that fully well, this is exactly what I want to do. Or I can stay in the box, be miserable for the rest of my life and be like passed back and forth, tossed to and fro and just be spoon fed everything that, I don't really need mm. what they make. Yeah. 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 And I think when you're, you're in the box for a long time, I thought it would be far more difficult to step out of it. That life, you know, I was um, in a way in my comfort zone, right. And stepping out of the box was extremely uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, but in another way of thinking, I think we step out of the box when we're ready as well. Mm. And I suppose in a way with 
with this way of life that I pass on, um, it does bring people out of their box, so out of society and out of their bubble that they're in, that they're in, um, especially the retreats, right, because they're, they're normally around three days and um, people go through this huge transformation of um, really delving into the breath work and going deep within themselves and and connecting um, and taking them away from their society, you know, where we always, it's, um, yeah, creates a great deal of change, a great deal of change. And I think people come and they, for that experience, again, when they're ready, you know, when it's, when it's supposed to happen. And, I do tell people, like, I'm not here to help people. You know, I really don't believe that I can help anyone. You know, I really believe that we help ourselves at the right time. And perhaps in a way uh, we need, I mean, society is the way it is and it's overcoming the challenges at the right time in our life for us to, to then evolve and um, go off into our own direction. It reminded me of a, a story um, where an elephant, oh, a man walks past an elephant one day and he noticed that there's no bars, there's no chains, there's nothing. The only thing that's holding the elephant is a little piece of rope. And he asked the trainer, he's like, so why doesn't the elephant break free? And the elephant trainer says to the man that when these elephants are young, they are conditioned, we train them on this small piece of rope. So when they get older, they are conditioned to think that that rope is strong enough to hold them there. And it's almost like we are that elephant and we're not, we may think that we are ready to break free, but we don't want to because of this safety net that we yeah. create for our, for ourselves. And I love the, the Wim Hof method of getting outside of your comfort zone, doing something that is completely abnormal and experiencing the beauty that life really has. And it comes with, a lot of these retreats, I haven't been to one, but I've heard a lot about them. And that three-day experience, like I've been on camps and everything like that, you have this detachment from society and it's just you in that group and you're helping each other along. And I think that is that is important. And it, especially with, with Wim Hof getting in that water, I mean, I'm looking at doing that down the track. But... Why does the cold water, in your opinion, and from your extensive research, why does the cold water make such a big difference to our psyche, to our body? Well, I think that uh, nature has a big part in that as well. Mm. Um, so spending a lot of time, you know, for me, I'm I'm always going down into the rivers and, you know, I'm walking barefoot along the bank and um, the cold brings, I find, a, a very 
uh, deep awareness um, and a true, you know, connection to the body because when you're in there, it's you. It's you and the ice water. It's you and your mind. It's you and your emotions. And there's no escaping that. Um, and you, I mean, the body completely knows what to do if we can let the mind go. And, um, yeah, we're forced into... Uh, it's, it, it becomes a meditation practice really within, within that cold water to be able to stay there and learn, you know, for me to learn about myself and uh, get rid of the, the stress um, and to calm myself down with the breath uh, is just something that nothing else that I've ever experienced has given me. So that has been such a gift. And, you know, whether we go into the science and say it's the huge noradrenaline dump, right, that we get from, you know, first going in and hitting that sympathetic nervous system and calming down into parasympathetic and the dopamine um, standing on that riverbank and not wanting to go in. Um, and having this beautiful reward afterwards from conquering the fear. Um, but, the, yeah, it's the, the depth of awareness and focus and attention, um, you know, we can really pitch our awareness to different levels, the different tools that we use. And the ice water, the river, is right up the top here. There's nothing like it. And I tell people it, it's two minutes. It's two minutes to change you know, your day and doing that every day, you're thinking I'm just getting the best out of today, right? I'm, I'm putting myself through two minutes of suffering, adversity um, to change that entire day. But then it becomes weeks and then it becomes months. Mm. And, um, you know, it's fear of the cold is, is the natural common denominator with everybody that comes, no matter who they are. You know, we all fear the cold, but who would you be if you didn't have that fear? I tell people, you know, it's it's just life changing for everybody. Have you ever missed a day? <laughs> uh, may, maybe a couple, yes. But if I can't make the river, right, because I'm not always here. You know, I fly Australia and even the world now, just being in Europe and, and Utah. Um, but I always have a cold shower, you know, it's the breath work, the cold shower. It's just like brushing my teeth. It's, wow, it's naturally like second age to you now. Yeah. And it, it took a while to build that up, to build that practice for sure. But it's who I am now. It's just ingrained. Mm. Um, I'm curious as well. Have you ever had someone freaking out? while doing the retreat like they freak the moment they get in the water they freaking out and they want to get outside of the water yes yeah it it does happen um it happens a lot less these days uh the, the breathing is is hugely important 
right, to um, going into the ice water. You know, it's very calming for our nervous system and creates stillness in the mind, um, bringing in the science. You know, according to science, we're raising our blood pH. You know, we're turning off pain pain receptor. Um, and that really enables people uh, to go in a lot more calmly. But what happens um, every now and again is they do have a, a bit of a shock, right, because the mind can be, um, it takes over, but they come out and they look at me and they say, can I do that again? <laughs> sure. So they might spend 10 seconds, 30 seconds, 40 seconds, right, in the cold, come out, and then they go back in and do the two minutes because it's we can all do it. It's just stepping away and creating distance from the thoughts and just letting the body do its thing, you know, and we just, we naturally calm down within it. I've always found, I was thinking this earlier before we started recording, how I go out at 4am in the morning, some mornings in the freezing cold. I love the winter time. And I, th- I always say that I was born the second last day of, yeah, second last day of winter. I was born on 29th of August. and. I always say that whenever I go outside and I'm running in the brisk morning cold air, shorts and a t-shirt, sometimes wear a jumper, I just feel more alive. I feel like there's this sense about me that no one can stop me in this moment. Like it is, it is literally incredible. Like your lungs feel heightened beyond what they would in summertime and your nervous system is more heightened, is more aware. You don't feel the pain as much except for in your fingertips, which is weird. Like the only place I really feel the most pain is my fingertips. <laughs> Every other part of my body is fine. But yeah. it's so I can explain that too. Can you, can you explain that to me? Yeah, for sure. So the body goes through a process called peripheral vasoconstriction. Okay, so we've got our our cardiovascular system, which is over it's over a hundred thousand kilometers of veins, arteries, vessels, capillaries. Uh, it's enough to go around the globe two and a half times inside of us. And in the cold, it narrows, so it closes up, and the blood makes its way. The warm blood makes its way to our core. It flushes out our organs. Because in an extreme survival sense, uh, the body wants to protect the core, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter if we lose so much a finger or a toe. It's, uh, it's nature's been, it's very clever. Yeah. That is yeah, and fascinating. It is. Um, but also, right, these capillaries um, and veins uh, are muscular, so we can train them. So the more we go into the cold, um, and I find as winter progresses that the pain in my fingers and my toes become less. Mm. I'm not so worried about my toes. Like I've gotten used to them being cold and everything like that. Mm. Fingers I've noticed as well over the, the last couple of winters, they're, they're not as bad. It's when mm-hmm. you sort of like use them, you try and grip something or you're just trying to like get the blood flowing once once again. But I've noticed mm. every single winter 
everyone's always asking me like, Jay, you're crazy for going outside in the freezing cold. Why do you do it? And I'm like, cause I love it. It, you've got to, you got to experience it for yourself. And I see people running with, um, long pants. They're all rugged up. I'm like, no, 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 no. Come on. Take it off <laughs> and experience. You're not getting the full experience of the winter air. I mean, yeah. it's great. It's great for you. I've had a couple oh. of people like um, they used to honk their horns because I'd be running in the freezing cold. I'm like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's hilarious. And they're so, all, yeah. 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 So, I mean, me, I'm here in Jindabyne. And part of my winter practice is to get up at 6, 6.30 in the morning and run around the block and it's minus five and I'm in shorts <laughs> in a tank top, right? Um, because, again, it just feels incredible, you know, and it is different to spending two minutes um, in the river. It's, um, it's a completely different practice in, in my eyes Mm. Um, and I, and I choose a loop because around halfway the vasoconstriction and the pain that I have in my fingers is incredible. Um, but focusing on my breath, it becomes a meditative practice. Mm. You know, my, my meditation is, um, yeah, is an improved immensely from, from doing that, which is, I'm just trying to create distance from the pain, you know? And so I can relate even to the honking of the horns, especially if it's snowing. Yeah. Um, but to come back then inside my, um, my home and sit on the couch and just sit and feel the warm and the cold blood mixing throughout, you know, our cut, the cardiovascular system is pretty cool. It's just, oh, it's just joy, peace, yeah. pleasantness. Mm. I love um, when you come home, my mom's always got the air conditioner on, which frustrates me no end because my body, my body temperature is, is crazy. Like it's the weirdest thing on the face of the earth, probably because I got barely any body fat on me. But whenever I come home, it's almost like this massive slap in the face. Like I'm in the cold air and then I'm in the hot air and it's like, ah. Oh, Oh, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. My body's waking up a second time. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious. But um, I guess I am mindful of your time, Leah. So I, I want to ask you a few more questions if you don't mind. What would you say is your greatest achievement out of, out of your life so far? Oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to have to say having my boys, Jay, for sure because I just would not be here. Um, yeah, wouldn't be the person I am without them. So I'm sure that's probably a common answer. No, no, no. It's, it's okay. Honestly, I, I like it when people actually say they're family because it shows where their values and their heart actually lies. It's not mm. enough. Um, I think, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and they have been my, my greatest teachers Right. And of course the river comes second. Um, but they've taught me to just observe them and um in many different ways. Uh I I watch them and I feel like I have a deeper understanding of life um and what it entails. 
just from yeah that their gifts and what they've given me. Do they uh, follow in mom's footsteps with the deep breathing, or is it just you and they think you're crazy? Yeah, no, no. So um, you know, I think it, you know children as well. They they seem to learn off observation, right? And I've I've never um, forced them into doing. Um, what I do, but they've watched me for years now. And uh, they're almost at this daily practice um, before school. They'll do a couple of rounds of breathing and it's modified, right? Because they are, they're 11 and 12, I'm sorry, 10 and 11 now. And um, so it's not the normal Wim Hof um, breath work, but uh, they know their bodies and that they know how to guide their breathing. And yeah, my, and they've, you know, just even last month, they were ice bathing in the chest freezer. My eldest will come down to the river. Um, winter's difficult for him around here. You know, obviously it's frozen, it's too much, but um, it's given one of my sons, he knows he can create incredible focus um, and he can get into his schoolwork and whatnot a lot more. So, you know, it's a tool they'll have forever, whether they use it or not. Mm-hmm. But yes, at the moment they do. Yeah, yeah. Start, start young, and that's probably like the best thing a young person can have is focusing on their breathing, and that's going to help them a lot in life. I wish I had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From me a, too. Yeah. So yeah, me too. My my last question for you, Leah, is is my legacy question. I love asking people at the end. And that is you've reached the age of 100 and your friends have put together a, a film or a mixtape, whichever one you prefer, of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how they got it all. They just did. And they played it for you on your 100th birthday. What do you want the film or mixtape to say and to show about your life? Uh, you know, probably... Just that I I gave it really the best crack I could, you know. Um, I will be learning, adventuring and experiencing until the day I die. Um, I try not to pretend or act like I I know much because I don't. Um, And, yeah, it, it really is probably that simple you know that um just to enjoy what I can along the way and if I see some smiles and um from other people that perhaps you know we've created together then you know I will be yeah it's um just gratefulness and whatnot you know you know because I'm passing time by um, the best way I, I can and for me it's yeah those simple things in life that are important quality moments you know over quantity I love that well you yeah. made me smile today so I really appreciate your time Leah Scott thank you Jay coming on the Storybox podcast sharing your, your journey being vulnerable as well and for sharing your advice so thank you so much thank you thank you for having me don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another incredible story i just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today 
It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you'd like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on any podcast platform. It's that easy. If you did get something from our guest today, please share it around to a friend or family member that you think could benefit from hearing this powerful story. And before you go, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It will only take 30 seconds and it'll go towards reaching more people. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one. Your support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.